Get ready for your daily dose of Tuttle. The all-time greatest uh, intern slash producer we've ever had, of course, Tuttle. Tuttle in Florida. It's Tuttle's Daily Podcast. Welcome to another edition of the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Hope you guys are enjoying your Tuesday so far. I know it was always hard for me when it came to a long holiday weekend, getting back into the swing of things, especially when you have to get up so goddamn early when you work in radio. And working morning radio has its advantage. Yes, you got to go to bed early. Yes, you got to get up early. And a lot of people have said, well, you get used to it after a long time. No, you don't. You really, really do not get used to getting up at 3 o'clock, 3.15 or 3.30 so you can be at the studio by 4 to do your show prep. No, you don't. It is unnatural to get up that early. No matter how early you go to bed, you're always still going to be tired when you get up. But the good thing is you start so goddamn early, you're done way before anybody else else. You can beat rush hour traffic. I've never hit traffic when I've worked morning radio because when you're going in, no traffic. When you're getting off, it's right before lunch, maybe even lunch, but still the traffic isn't going to be that bad. And then you have the rest of your day to be able to do whatever you want with it. And I got to admit, I maybe was not the most productive with my time. Probably could have been way further ahead in my radio career. Probably could have done things for my wife where she would not have been pissed at me because she would work during the day, wouldn't get off until five or six. And since I was off so early, she would give me things that needed to be done. Kind of like a honeydew list. Go grocery shopping, do this, do that, maybe clean around the house. Just take care of the random things that she couldn't because she worked so late. And you want to know what I did with my time? I was very, very abusive to my penis. Yes, I would masturbate like I was a 14-year-old boy. Like I had never done it before. And you know what? I'm going to admit it. Maybe that's why my podcast is growing as well as it is right now. Why it's growing every single day. I, I don't want you to think that I'm on a level like Tom and Dan. Hell, I got a long way to go. But the reason why I think people are gravitated towards my podcast right now is because I'm real. And I'll tell the truth. And I know a lot of you guys are going to know what I'm talking about, even though you won't admit it. But time travel does exist. And you're probably like, oh, what do you, Tuttle, what the, what kind of drugs are you on right now, Tuttle? What have you been smoking? What kind of meth or crack out of a bush light can have you been smoking? But yes, time travel does exist. Every guy has sat at a computer screen, gone to one of their favorite porn websites. And if you pay for porn in 2020, you're a goddamn idiot. You are an absolute rube if you pay for porn right now. There are so many websites. And while I'm at it, hell, I know I'm going to be a little selfish, but if any of you guys out there, guys, I'm not going to blow you in, not going to tell your name, but if you have any of those websites, those free porn sites, email me, tuttle at gmail.com. That's tuttle with two Ds, T-U-D-D-L-E at gmail.com. You'll most likely not be able to send one to me that I have not heard about, but I would go on all of these free porn sites like X Hamster, X Tube, Shush Time, 
Pornhub, all of those I would go to. And this is how we think as guys. This is how our brain works. We'll find a really, really good porn video. One that, hey, I can take care of business with this one. It is everything that I look for in a porn video. But no, the guy's brain does not work that way. You always think, if I hit that little arrow button and go to the next page, there could be a video that's better than the one that I am looking at right now. And guess what? It is a ever-revolving cycle of punishment because in all actuality, you never get around to hammering your dick the way you want to because you waste so much time looking for that perfect video, which you most likely already found. Like I said, that's how the guy's brain works. You always want more and more and more. And you're always in search of that perfect porn video. And guys, don't worry. It's not you. It's not your mind. It's not your body. Yeah, your penis is a part of your body, but it is all because of your dick. Your dick is greedy. It's never satisfied. And it's like a hog. You can't give it enough. And that's why I said time travel is possible. Do you know how many days that I've made it home by 1230 or one o'clock knowing that I had at least four to five hours to get all of my shit done before my wife came home. You know how many times that I looked down at my watch, heard a car pulling into the driveway or a key going into the lock and realizing, oh fuck, I didn't get a goddamn thing done because I was looking for the perfect porn video to jack my dick to. Yes, it is a productive killer. You don't get a lot of things done when you're searching for that perfect porn video, that one that can get you off in a couple of minutes. I mean, some of you guys like to edge, take it as long as you can, tease yourself. But when you're married and you're in a relationship, you got to be in and out. And that's why you are in the quest for that perfect video. And when you find it, it is amazing. When you first find it, it's hot as hell. You love it. Nothing could be better. But after time, just like anything, even like a girl, when you first date her, you're like, holy crap, she's the hottest, sexiest, coolest thing that I've ever met. I've ever dated. I want to marry her. But just like anything else, after time, you get used to it. Women are like drugs. They are. Women are like drugs. I'll admit to you, I've taken ecstasy before. The first time that I took ecstasy in my life, and it was at a Miss Monster for the Monsters in the Morning on Real Radio 104.1. And we had our Miss Monster. We used to have it at the Plaza Resort over in Daytona Beach. And then we had to move it to Coco. I think we did it at the Coco Beach Expo. When you hear Expo, you're thinking, oh, nice place, convention center. No, no. It was a baseball field, straight up baseball field minor league baseball field. The stage was maybe about 30 feet behind second base. All the fans had to be out on the baseball field. I'm sure a lot of drunk bitches tripped over first, second, or third base. That's where we played. That's where we performed. And my buddy, at the time, I was pretty much done throughout the day. I had no other responsibilities. I took some ecstasy. And that was the best time. I never felt anything 
like that before. And I did it again because it was so great the first time. But I got to tell you, the second time, it was good. Not as great as the first. But every single time I took it, it wasn't as great as the previous time. And I'm not trying to compare our wives or girlfriends or somebody new that we meet to a hard, addictive drug. No, I'm not. I'm just saying, I really do think that we build up a little bit of a tolerance. When we meet somebody for the first time, that feeling, it is a high. You might not be a drug addict. You might have never done a drug in your life. And I'm just trying to let you know, that feeling when you first meet somebody, yeah, it is. That is a high. And it's not as good as it was the more and more and more you're around them. Because they do stuff that'll annoy you, that you don't like. You don't like being told what to do. Whatever it may be, it always changes. And that's why you got to find that special person where none of that matters anymore. You're with them. They're your partner. And that's what I had with my wife. I don't want you guys to think that I'm bad-mouthing the person that I was married to. Hell no. It was great times. I wouldn't trade it for the world. I really, really wouldn't. We still talk occasionally. We're very, very friendly with each other. And I'll admit, right after our separation, oh, it was really, really bad. We could not stand each other. Didn't want to talk to each other. And when we did, it usually ended in a screaming match. But it isn't now. And I think that's because we actually cared for each other. Because if I didn't care for my wife at any point through our relationship, I wouldn't have wanted to have anything to do with her. And listen, I don't mean to change subjects here or anything, but like I said, when you first meet somebody, it is like a drug. But men and women are completely different. Men, we're ready to go at a moment's notice when it comes to sex. And women, when it comes to women, when they want to be sexual or affectionate, emotional come into play. I don't want you to think I'm a heartless man or anything. Yes, emotions come into play for me, but I don't need that to be able to go. That's just not how men are built. And women, they gotta be emotionally into it. And if they're mad at you, oh, you can fucking forget about getting any sexual gratification. That's just not happening. There are some women out there like that, but there are few and far between. And it's a vicious, vicious cycle. And I think that's one of the reasons that most relationships end. You know, the guy, he'll probably most likely do something wrong. Not saying he did it on purpose, but he'll do that one wrong thing. He'll fuck up, maybe not do something that he was told to do. Maybe not lie. Not lie at all. And guys, see, see, that's the thing about guys. They think there's a difference between lying. There's just straight out lying. If somebody asks you a question and you don't tell them the truth, that's one lie. Now, another lie, I guess they like to call it a white lie where maybe you don't give someone all the information. That's what I was guilty of in my marriage. In the long run, it's what ended my marriage. It really, really did. If my wife would have asked me something, I pretty much told her the truth. But there was a lot of times, and I've talked about this before, working in radio, that I got let go. Radio is one of the most unstable careers that you could ever, ever get into. And I lost my job. Luckily, she wasn't listening to the radio that day, and I didn't tell her. I made her believe that I had a job the whole time. I get up, go out, 
I look for jobs. It's not like I was getting up and leaving the house and doing absolutely nothing, but it ended up catching up with me. And when that happens, you might as well forget about anything related to sex. Because if women are mad at you, for the most part, most of them, they're not going to touch you. They really, really aren't. And I think it's not fair at some times. I understand if you're not into it emotionally and you're mad at your dude, your man, your guy, and you don't feel like having sex. But I do sometimes think that women, they withhold sexual things, taking care of you. And I'm not even talking about all the way sex, penetration, intercourse. No, I'm, I'm talking about just even getting a blowjob or making out. Some women will not even do that. They will withhold it from you just to prove a point. And you know that vicious cycle that I talked about? Yeah, the guy, he originally messed up. And then the woman, because she's pissed, she's trying to prove a point. She's not giving it up. She won't do it because she's trying to prove a point. So you want to know what happens next? The guy, he stops doing stuff. He stops going the extra mile to impress the woman, to make her happy because he's like, why the fuck do I want to do anything for her when she's not going to do anything for me? It's true. Guys, listen, relationships are not all about sex, but it's very, very important. It is. And I'll agree. It's way more important to men than women. But if you're not having sex with someone that you're in a relationship with, you might as well just call them your friend. Because the only difference between friends and lovers, uh, I mean, I, I, I think I'm being kind of obvious. I think you guys already know this. But two people that are in a relationship having sex, they're friends. You would think that they're best friends, and especially if they're married, they should be very best friends, soulmates. But sex, sex can become a problem. It really can. Because sometimes I do think that women withhold sex as like a uh, punishment. Think about this, guys. Do men actually control when they have sex? No, they don't. Unless you're a rapist. If you are a sexual predator rapist, yeah, you don't have to worry about that. You just go out and you get it. No matter what means it takes. If you got to drug them, physically hurt them, whatever. I'm not trying to get graphic or shocking by saying that. I'm just trying to prove a point. Rapist. And sexual predators do not have to worry about that. Women holding things over their heads, a uh, rapist does not give a fuck about that. Now, a husband and wife connection? You're a liar. And I know I most likely don't have a lot of women that listen to this podcast or download it. However, the means that you listen, I know my demographic is men. And I try to do the type of radio that both sexes can enjoy. But for the most part, the people that listen to talk radio podcasts are men, men 25 to 54. So please, ladies, I respect you guys. I love you. I've made my mistakes. You know, you guys hearing me talk about my marriage, I'm not pitting any blame on my wife. I've said this in the past. Pretty much all of it was my fault for the failure of my marriage. And I wouldn't put that on her. I'm not taking 100% of the blame, but a lot of it was my fault. But you are a goddamn liar and you're lying to yourself as a female or a woman. If you can't admit that you guys do not use sex as a tool to get one over on us. When it comes to men and women, I think they both like sex 
just as much as the other. But when it comes down to it, it's not the man's choice to be able to have sex if he wants to or not. If a guy goes to a bar trying to pick up somebody, trying to meet somebody with the purpose of trying to get his dick wet, that's not guaranteed. It really is not guaranteed at all. Now, if a woman, a female, goes into a bar, and that's the thing about it. I'm not even talking about an attractive woman. I'm not talking about an ugly woman. But even an ugly woman, if she went into a bar anywhere, especially Volusia County, where I'm at, you could be the ugliest goddamn woman in Volusia County. You could go to any of the numerous bars here in Volusia County, Florida, Oak Hill, and you could get laid. There's no doubt about it. If you tried hard enough and you're a woman and you go out and you want to get laid, it's going to happen. And if it doesn't, it's because you didn't want to. And you couldn't say the same thing for a male, the opposite sex. If a guy goes out to a bar, there's no guarantee he's getting anything at all. And guys, guys cannot be as aggressive as women because when guys are aggressive, they're looked at as predators. They're looked at as chauvinists that are the man's man and think that women are part of their property. That's not true. But men get pit into that corner. They get labeled that. But women, hell, they can go out to a bar and get as, as slutty as they want to. And if they want to get laid, they will get laid. And that's a fact. It, it really is. And I'm not trying to be a chauvinist. I'm not a woman hater. I'm not. I'm just stating the facts. And it's true. And if you're a woman and you can't admit that, you're lying to yourself. Want to support the show? Go to paypal.me slash pedal on the radio. Pedal's daily podcast is brought to you by stitchyouup.com. For your embroidery, screen printing, vinyl, and direct-to-garment printing needs, visit stitchyouup.com. Stitch You Up specializes in custom caps, shirts, decals, and anything you want to personalize. Whether it's one item or large orders, they can handle any size. Unsure about what you want? Let Stitch You Up help you with your logo design. Visit stitchyouup.com or contact them, eric at stitchyouup.com. Stitch You Up, definitely not your grandma's embroidery. You big man, can I please borrow a piece of puss? Please. All right, and this next topic, I got to be a little careful. I really do. Because I've had this conversation with my mom and dad. I've been over here in Oak Hill helping them out. Yes, it does benefit me. I'm out of work. My only means of income is this podcast for the people that donate to my PayPal account. At some point, I have to say enough is enough, and I need to stand up for them. They've been at the place that they're at right now for the past 11 years. And I'll admit, it's a great place. It really, really is a great place. You're not going to beat or find a view like we have here at the Hobo Fish Camp. It's not going to happen. I've been up and down US-1. I've visited all the other parks. And you're not going to find a view like we have here at the Hobo Fish Camp. At some point, the view is only going to take you so far there were so many amenities at this place when my mom and dad came here. 
I was born and raised in De Leon Springs, Florida. I don't know if you know where that is. We got a state park there. It's in between DeLand and Pearson. Such a small town. We don't even have one stoplight there. That's where I grew up at. My dad was smart enough when he started his business and made some money to buy some property. I think it was like 30 acres. He worked for the rest of his life. And when he got older, he moved over here, got a small little trailer, put it out here. And it was only supposed to be for the weekends where they can come and get away. My dad liked to fish. My mom liked to sit out by the water and they loved it. They loved it so much that they moved out here full time for a couple of years. They lived here, but still owned their property out in DeLeon Springs. And then eventually my mom and dad, they sold it. They sold it, put it in savings. Hell, ended up investing it in 401ks, stock market, very low risk stocks. And they've done well for themselves. He set himself up perfectly. So they sold the property, moved out here to Oak Hill at the Hobo Fish Camp full time. I think they're going on their 13th year here. But year by year, everything that they had when they first moved here is consistently being taken away from them. And I don't think it's fair. I, re- I really, really don't. There's a lot of other things that I could get into. I, I could. I, I could. But the guy that is in charge of this place, I think he already knows that I'm doing a daily podcast here, that I've been doing my live streams on YouTube. He takes things away consistently. The maintenance has not been taken care of. The electrical, the water. You know what goes up? You want to know what gets fixed and changed all the time? The rent. And it's not going down. It's going up. And I just don't know if that's fair. I really don't. I, I, I really, really don't think that it's fair. If there's any lawyers or, or real estate people or anybody that knows anything about renters and their protections and their rights, if you could email me, I give out my email a lot hoping to get help from certain people, but I really, really do need your help on this one. What I mean, do my parents have any standing or are they just fucked? I mean, they're elderly. They're in their 70s. Let's just put it that way. They're in their 70s. And they've been here for a while. They've paid their rent on time every single month. And I just don't think it's fair, guys. I I really don't. I know the guy owns the place and he can do whatever he wants with it. But I, I, I just don't think that it's cool or right. Legally, he might be perfectly in the good. And we might just be fucked. But from everything I've read, I really, really do think that the renters do have some type of rights. And I'm not dogging the guy. That's why I haven't named the place because I don't want to take a chance of my parents getting in trouble if the guy wanted to be a dick or not. So I'm I'm just, I'm, I'm giving you the facts and that's it. And I would really, really appreciate your help if you could help me. Tuttle at gmail.com. That's Tuttle with two D's. T-U-D-D-L-E at gmail.com. Is that a PT Cruiser down by the lake? Oh, no, wait. It's the Tuttle Podcast Studio. Tuttle's Daily Podcast is brought to you by PocketPairClub.com. With Pocket Pair Club, you can play in live poker games right on your mobile device. You can also play in tournaments, 
at cash tables, or just for fun. They have Texas Hold'em and Pot Limit Omaha. Pocket Pair Club doubles the first deposit bonus, there's a daily $1,000 free roll, and a $50,000 nightly tournament. And it's all certified by Gaming Labs. Use referral ID 411-507. That's 411-507 when you visit PocketPairClub.com. Well, boys, I fucking sent her a little too fucking hard, bud. All right, guys, before I end today's show, I want to take care of a little bit of housekeeping, kind of clean things up, give you a little bit of a state of the address when it comes to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. I've been doing this since February now. The podcast has been growing. It really has. When I first started it, I was doing it because it was something, it was an outlet for me to be able to get my voice out there, to be able to get some practice. Because broadcasters, they might not be physically fit and compared to athletes, but just like radio broadcasters and athletes, they all have to practice. And I think when people that have been in radio for as long as I have, it's like riding a bicycle. You never forget, but you're not as sharp the longer you're off the air and not able to be able to get on somewhere, a platform, being able to voice your opinion and just rant. You do get rusty. There's been times that I've been out of radio. If you're a fan of mine, a supporter of mine, and you followed me through the years, I had some good runs. I was with the Ron and Fez show for a while. Then I moved to Real Radio 104.1, ended up being there for 12 years. And not a lot of radio people can say that, that they were at one place for over a decade. And then after I lost that job, I went to Tampa. I was on and off, started out with Bubba, was there, ended up getting fired because I lied about being a web designer. I only did that to get my foot in the door. But yeah, I got fired then. I was out of work for a while. And then I got my foot back in the door with Bubba. I was Shannon Burke's producer when it was Radio IO before it was Bubba Army Radio. It was me, Shannon, Rick, and Colin Brady. God rest his soul. Man, we did some great radio. We really, really did. And I know I put a lot of my personal stuff on the air, but nobody did it better than Colin G. Brady. That dude put it out all on the line. No matter how embarrassing it was, he threw it out there. And I was sad to see him go because I worked with him at Clear Channel, which is now iHeartRadio, before we ever came over to Tampa. And I was just very, very sad. And I'm getting off track here. In the past couple of weeks, I've not been giving you my PayPal account. I've been telling you when I first started this podcast, I was always going to give my content out for free. But I was going to give you my PayPal account. And if you wanted to donate, help out the cause, because all the money that I was getting, I wanted to put back into my podcast to make it better, get better equipment, get some Wi-Fi here, which I do have coming. One of my sponsors, not going to say which one, because the one that sent it to me is a new one that's coming on board. And think about that, guys. I've only been doing this podcast for about three or four months, and I've already got a couple of advertisers. Are they paying me a lot? No, I don't expect them to because I'm still building my audience. The only way that I've been able to build this audience is because of you guys, the supporters of the Total Daily Podcast. The last 20 years, if I was working on any other projects, I had a platform to promote it. And right now, I'm not on the radio, so I can't do that. 
I can't promote my social media, my YouTube channel, and this podcast that I started. And I'll admit, as a radio broadcaster, I used to look down on podcasters. I really did. I thought they were lower than us. And then I saw what Tom, Van, and Daniel Dennis did with a mediocre time with Tom and Dan. And these guys, they are absolutely killing it. So I got a brand new respect for podcasts. Now, what I'm about to tell you, it's a good thing and bad. I notified today when I was trying to upload yesterday's podcast, it wouldn't let me because the hosting site that I've been using, they only give you a certain amount of storage space, a certain amount of bandwidth. And I didn't know it. I was new to podcasting. It looked like a good hosting site. But when I tried to upload my segment today, it wouldn't let me. I was over my storage limit. When I first started the podcast, it was free. I didn't have to pay a single dime. And then it grew more and more every day. And they told me, you got to start paying if you want more storage space because your podcast is growing. It's getting more popular. I thought I was good. I, I really, really did. I didn't think I was going to have to deal with that anymore. But in the past month, I don't know what it is. I think it's because you guys that listen and support my show are liking what I'm doing and you want to see me grow, get more popular. I got to that next level where I have too many people downloading my material. And it also doesn't help. I used to do this podcast Monday through Friday, and then I started doing it on Saturdays and Sundays. I think I'm on three weeks of consecutive podcasts. I haven't taken a day off. And I don't want you to think, oh, I, I need your admiration or I'm doing anything like it's hard work. It's not hard work. It isn't. This is what I've been doing all my life. I've been used to doing four hours of radio a day, but not as a host. It's usually been a man on the street, stunt guy, production guy, show prep, most of the stuff that's behind the scenes. And that's what I've done. And Bubba, Bubba gave me the chance more than any other radio host to let me be a co-host, sit in the studio, make my comments, jokes, opinions. He let me do that. He really did. But doing this podcast has made me a better broadcaster. It's made me get back to my roots. I'm having to host, having to come up with topics and opinions and angles on how to pitch them as well has set myself up for jokes. And then when I get done with all that, I got to go back and edit. I haven't had to edit a lot of radio in the past couple of years. And it's not that I got lazy, just that I haven't had to do it. And, and that's what I'm doing now. And I'm getting better. I'm getting back into the swing of things. I've always been amazing at editing material. But what I'm saying is this podcast is growing and I had to up my subscription. I was paying $9.99 a month. And for me to be able to upload the amount of content that I'm wanting to do now, I had to get $20 a month. And that's not a lot. I've been saving my money from all the people that were kind enough to donate to my PayPal account. But if you like this podcast and you want to see it keep going, if you got any extra money, even if it's a dollar, if all the people that listen to this show and I, I, I see the analytics, guys, I'm not trying to compare my podcast supporters, the listeners, the fans of my show to the coronavirus, but it has grown. It's 
started out with just a few followers and those people told their friends, told their family, shared it on their social media, even if it's Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Reddit, LinkedIn, any of those. You guys are helping it grow because when you tell those people, if they end up liking my podcast, they tell more people and that's how it spreads. I don't want social distancing when it comes to the content that I'm putting out on a daily basis. I want you guys to be in a closed room, tons of you, just breathing and talking to each other about the Total Daily Podcast because it's only helping me out. I can't thank you enough. It really, really helps me out. You know what happened with me on Bubba Show. I fucked up. I was going through a hard time. Mentally, I deal with depression. I was on medication for it. I'm not anymore. I'm off of it, been off of it for a while, and I'm not drinking. All I do is help out my parents every single day with whatever they need. And then I work out twice a day, eat healthy, and do this podcast. And that's all I'm doing right now. This is the best that I've ever been in a really, really long time personally. I just need to work on my professional career that I've been working on for the last two decades. And this is my key. I'm going to get back on regular radio. I've got radio gigs lined up when all this pandemic bullshit blows over. But even if I get another radio gig, I'm not going to stop doing this podcast. I'm not. I need a backup. I need something to fall back on because radio. It is ruthless. It'll chew you up and spit you out at any second. No matter how good you think you are, no matter how many friends that you have on that show, that station, the program directors, they may seem like they're your friends, but they're not. It's just a business and they will get rid of you like you are nothing. And this podcast is my backup if that ever happens again. So if you want to help me out, because this podcast is going to grow and I'm going to run out of bandwidth, I'm going to run out of storage and I'm going to need your help. I know everybody is going through a hard time right now with the pandemic. A lot of people are out of work. Unemployment is at an all time high and people are holding on to their money. But if there's any way you can help me out, I don't care how much it is. Like I said, a dollar. That's all I'm asking. A dollar will go a long way. And you can do that by donating to my PayPal account, paypal.me slash total on the radio. That is paypal.me slash total on the radio. All right, guys. I hope you guys have a great night. Like always, I appreciate it. I can never repay you for what you guys are doing for me. And I love you. And I'll talk to you tomorrow.